This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to uh, our latest Transfer Spy podcast brought to you by Mirror Football. I'm Mark, I'm Mark Jones back today. Uh, still no Aaron Flanagan. I think he's in bed still. We've, we've lost him. But uh, I've got two people with me today, uh, thankfully, so I'm a bit more conversation about transfers, which we all love, don't we? So, uh, so James Whalen, how are you? Very well, thanks. Sure, yeah? You good? Yeah, all good. Nice. And we've got Ibrahim Mustafa with us today as well. You all right, mate? Yeah, we're all right. Um, when we're talking transfer spy, what kind of spy are we talking? Sort of like um, James Bond. I like, like to think of it like imagine imagine Flanners with like a hat on and a magnifying glass. Yeah, and he's like just spying on transfers basically. Okay, cool. You know, he's got he's got his own sort of transfer detective agency, and he's ringing up people and finding out different things. And I can imagine him doing that, can't you? Yeah, I can definitely see him doing that. Yeah, it's um, literally his job. Yeah, yeah. But well, he's not here today, so we. Well, it sounds the hat and the magnifying glass, of course. Yeah. He's not here today, so we're going to have to be the detectives once more. And um, we're going to talk about Manchester United for most of the uh, the podcast today, I think, because there's a rumour that's come back around this morning um, from one of our reporters uh, where the Ivan Perisic transfer, which hasn't really gone away for a while, has it? He's been named with Manchester United for a long time. We saw him in the World Cup. We saw him break England's hearts during the World Cup. And uh, he'll be linked with, with Manchester United again, but only if they get rid of Anthony Martial, James, first. Yeah, I think so Ivan Perisic is a player that's been linked with United for a long time and linked with a lot of clubs across Europe for a long time. He's you know, probably one of the better players in his position, certainly over the last couple of years. Um, had a brilliant World Cup with Croatia. Obviously, they pretty much stunned the world to, to, get to, the, to get to the final and one of the most impressive teams throughout the whole of the tournament. And he was a big part of that. As you mentioned, he, he was the one that started to make it all go wrong for England when he just nipped in front of Kyle Walker and and equalised for Croatia in the semi-final, and from then on, England never really had a look in in that game. So you think he's a very he's a very Mourinho sort of player, isn't he? He's not flashy. He's not he's not sort yeah. of tricky. He's just relentless. Really. Yeah, hard working. But you know, that's not to take away from his skill. You know, he he, he does still score goals. He, he he also lays them on for teammates. He's he'd be a very handy operator, especially in the Premier League. Because as you say, he's, he's not he's not one to shy away from that physical battle, which. We see week in, week out in the Premier League. So, you know, it's intrinsically linked to Anthony Martial, isn't it? I think if Martial doesn't leave the club, then Perisic certainly doesn't come in. But as the days go on, it seems more likely that Martial will leave. He, he seems keen on leaving and Mourinho doesn't seem too keen to keep him, to be honest. So, Eva, how would you feel seeing Ivan Perisic every week in the Premier League and remembering that night when he destroyed England's dreams <laughs> I mean it wouldn't be the first player who's destroyed England's <laughs> dreams wouldn't it so um, yeah no it'd be a fine addition to the Manchester United squad I mean if they're really looking to push on and uh, really chase down City in the race for the Premier League and obviously you know perform better in the Champions League next season a player with the kind of experience that Perisic has and obviously like we've said he 
went really deep into well, obviously the World Cup final with Croatia, one of their star players, and um, yeah, to, for, for Manchester United, I think it'd be a fine addition for them. And you know, as they look to improve, and Mourinho really needs you know a player like that to really help his side kick on. Yeah, he reminds me a little bit of of William in a way, in the sense that he works quite well out wide, and he's mm. very sort of defensive minded as well. And we know how much Mourinho loves William, and yeah. he perhaps would be a, a different option to, to signing him. He might be a bit too expensive to get to get William, so maybe Paris is a bit cheaper. Mm. Yeah, exactly that. Um, Inter Milan really haven't made any noise in the last few years um, they've really sort of fallen away from what they once were um, so yeah a player like Perisic would probably look to you know he after this, again the strength of his World Cup performance could he be looking to a new challenge perhaps come to England play for one of the top sides I imagine you know that's something that you know could interest him yeah do you think there's a, a slight element of, of panic though from United because they're getting very close to the end of the window now and obviously Marshall's put them in this difficult situation do you think they they really want this transfer to happen or is it just one of those they need to fill a squad place or would they rather keep Martial basically is what I'm asking I'm not sure I think I certainly think there is an element of panic we saw um, Jose Mourinho was asked in a press conference earlier this week can United win the league with the squad he's got at the minute and he, he basically refused to answer the question he's already which, really moody isn't he yeah, yeah, which, which, yeah. Te- which tells you everything you need to know he's you know, he does want reinforcements. We we know for a fact he's still desperate for a centre half. We you know we, we alluded to that yesterday, um, and he's you know clearly still not happy in attacking areas either. Um, you know, Alexis Sanchez didn't quite have the impact that he would have hoped when he when he brought him in last season. He'll be hoping that he can sort of rediscover his form from Arsenal when when this season gets underway. But again, you know, even he's had a tumultuous start to pre-season, not being allowed to America, and then yeah. eventually getting out there two days before the first game and again not performing so I mean someone like Jose Mourinho he's historically always looked to strengthen his teams regardless of whether they're doing well or not I mean even his great Chelsea teams he'd always look to improve year on year and the summer's always big for him he always goes in well he's always has the backing of his clubs usually and always wants to really reinforce with sort of top names into his side so and especially given the way last season turned out for them again we'll go back to sort of like their really poor performance in the Champions League which is something that he obviously takes he takes pride in in his how he performs in the Champions League so he'd want players to come in that can help Manchester United kick on and be better than they were last season and not getting you know he's not they've not really done that this summer so we can say panic in the sense of trying to get a, a deal over the line now, but I think, you know, Paris has been linked for some time, but so it's slightly less panicky if we can... It's been a bit of a strange summer though, hasn't it? Right, it, it's, it doesn't seem like a, like a Man United summer. It, it, uh, mm. They're obviously... I think I think everyone's struggling because it's you've such a short time between the World Cup and the, and the season starting, but it, normally you'd expect Man United to be, to be looking at big names, big players. They've got Fred, they've got the young lads who came in from Porto, Dalot, and they've got Lee Grant. Um, who, the big one the big yeah. one uh, obviously they, they looked at Rob Green and decided to go for Lee Grant <laughs> um, so it doesn't feel like a Manchester United summer it does almost feel as though where's the superstar where's the player that, you, that fans can get excited about you know mm. you, you do feel like there, there is that one big move to come don't you from them um, you, know, you, you touched on Willian before and said he's a similar sort of player to Perisic you know let's not forget they were, they were big in for Willian as well earlier in the window and you know if he moves now it looks like it's probably going to be to Barcelona rather than to United but Again, it's, it's clear to see the type of player he wants. If you look at the players that 
United have got in wide areas at the minute. The likes of obviously Rashford's had a go when he when he's in in the side. He's in, invariably been playing on the wing. Same with Martial, Sanchez. Also, they're very um, attack-minded players. Whereas, you know, look at the the way United play with their fullbacks bombing on sort of young and. Um, Valencia he's obviously wanting a bit more cover on either side and he wants more industrious players that are willing to get up and down the likes of Perisic and Willian it's clear to see what he's doing but if he doesn't manage it before the window shuts he's not going to be a happy man is he? Do you think he maybe thought he may have been able to have more of a go at perhaps a Gareth Bale or something like that because obviously before the the summer really kicked in we had the uh, incident with, with Zidane leaving Real Madrid which then kind of gives Bale a bit more hope then Ronaldo leaves Real Madrid and all of a sudden Bale's one of the main men there and, and these Gareth Bale stories have gone away completely do you think maybe Mourinho was perhaps looking at that and thinking that could have been an option at the start of the summer now it's not and he's getting a bit moody I mean yeah I totally agree with all of that and perhaps even Ronaldo yeah you know that you know once it was clear that Ronaldo was unhappy at Real Madrid a lot of people thought that Manchester United would be the destination for him but obviously it hasn't panned out like that and obviously the knock-on effect of that is Real Madrid changing everything and keep, keep wanting to keep hold of Gareth Bale and especially you know the impact that he can make there obviously he showed it in the Champions League final so yeah I, where, whereas Manchester United were looking at something like that obviously things have not fallen into place and you know they're going to have to miss out. I'd be interested to hear Mourinho's honest thoughts on Ronaldo, actually, because that didn't seem like a difficult deal to do in the end. Mm. It really it happened really quick. Mm. That Ronaldo to Juventus was from the, from it first being mooted, it was done in no, no more than two yeah. weeks. It was a done deal, so it, it didn't seem to be too difficult a deal to strike Ronaldo. And it, and it still sort of seems strange, isn't it? Because we we had these stories about Ronaldo every year. Yeah, yeah. Kind of on it, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah, and it was like I saw a tweet. Somebody compared it to. When uh, Chandler from Friends said he was going to Yemen, and then he actually, then he actually <laughs> yeah, had to go to yeah, Yemen because yeah, yeah. it was like he got there. Oh, I've got to go now, and he's like, it almost like. But, but you'd have thought that 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 Man United would have gotten there a bit. Stronger. The, on, the only the only thing is if they didn't want to pay that kind of money for a thirty three year old striker. Remember his age today? Yeah, he's aged two years in a day. Yeah, he's thirty one yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I, got, I got his age wrong. It's a lot of money to pay, pay for someone of that age, regardless of who it is. And we've seen the way Ronaldo's adapted his game, especially over the last 12 months. He's no longer this sort of swashbuckling forward, yeah. in inverted commas, that United had and that he, he showed in his earlier days at Real Madrid. He's, he's literally now a number nine that stands on the penalty spot and waits for the ball to come to him and sticks in the back of the net, uh, which is obviously a very valuable commodity. But mm. do you want to be paying £100 million for a 33-year-old who does that? Well, only time will tell, I suppose. But I'm just, I'm just not sure. I think Juventus is a better move for Ronaldo than United would have been. Yeah, I tend to agree as well. And I wonder if he will eventually think like that. Perhaps, perhaps he isn't right now. But he's, now he's there, and he'll get used to it. Um, how do you expect Manchester United to do generally then? Because obviously Mourinho is in these this weird sort of mood, and he's not happy, and he's saying. I mean, he got asked. It was like the second, third day of pre-season, and he's like, "I, I was going." He's like, "Bad, very bad." You know, all the players at the World Cup still. I mean, how do, you, how do you expect them to do? Because he needs a good season, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And ultimately, I mean, maybe this is all just smoke and mirrors and the old, what we what people like to call mind games or whatever. But he doesn't seem very happy at the moment. And it does, we've seen this before from him and it does sort of point to the fact that potentially maybe he's, you know, thinking, well, maybe I don't want this. <laughs> and not to the point that he'll walk away from the job, but, maybe, but essentially he'll probably indicate that you know things aren't quite as 
peachy as you know he want them to be and you know we've seen it before his tail end at other clubs where he his, his demeanor his attitude his approach it changes quite stark it's quite stark the change mm. and um yeah we'll be waiting for united to pull the trigger essentially yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of what as 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 we said to bring back to transfers a lot of what he prides himself on is these big players isn't it, that he gets in and, and and invariably these big players are expensive players and he's not going to be a manager who will develop players as, as we're seeing anthony marshall wants to leave rashford wants to leave do you think because he's not getting these players then he's in danger of toys like the pram situation he never stays anywhere long does he you know would any of us be surprised if someone told us now that Jose Mourinho is not going to be Manchester United manager at the end of his season? I don't think we would. Mm. Just the way his career has been, mm. he's been highly successful. But you know, much like the Chelsea mob that we touched on yesterday, he's, he doesn't stay anywhere for a great amount of time. So you know, he's clearly not he's clearly not happy with the way things are going. He's not happy with his recruitment, and because the window is a shortened window this time, you know, two weeks from today the window is shut. So if he is going to get if he is going to land this marquee player, is He's going to have to do it soon. Yeah, and you say two weeks today is, is when they play. They play the first game of the season at home to Leicester. Their eleven could look pretty strange when you think about the players that went the World Cup. Lukaku probably won't be playing. Fellaini was obviously there with Belgium. This, this, is, another, this is another point that he's Pogba. already made, isn't it? Yeah. You know, how, he's already moaning about how how much he's going to be weakened. And, you know, he's the kind of he's the kind of guy that you can imagine really making a point of just throwing 11 kids out there and yeah. saying you know, <laughs> yeah. what do you want me to mm. do like yeah. you know, that that wouldn't be a surprise would it so mm. yeah I think it's certainly going to be an interesting couple of weeks they need to sign at least I think at least two players mm. to be honest they need a centre half yeah. he's already said um, he's, he's planning he's planning on if they don't get a centre half dropping Nemanja Matic in there <laughs> you know again like, for a start he's got no pace and secondly they're going to play midfield yeah. if, if that happens yeah. Yeah, and true. you know, and and then uh, obviously still wants an attacker as well. Maybe it's all some sort of smokescreen, and Lee Grant will play centre back or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, just obviously we should go back to transfers because that's what we talk about. Uh, a couple more transfer rumours that that we've been discussing this morning. Um, Edison Cavani, uh, obviously a name who has been linked to many clubs in the past. Used to be Arsenal every other week, didn't it? And, and all that yeah, sort of stuff. And, um, so we know that Real Madrid have been interested in, in Hazard. That could be a deal which is too difficult to pull off. Now there's talk is that they're switching their attention to Cavani, who could be a bit easier to get. Um, and obviously is perhaps more of an out-and-out number nine. Perhaps could take the role of Ronaldo in the last couple of seasons. Do you, do you see, sort of see that working? Because I sort of do. I can kind of see him in a Real Madrid shirt. Yeah, I can entirely see that. I mean, um, that sort of focal point up front for them. I mean, they've had, obviously, Benzema there before. Uh, well, still there, obviously. Yeah. Um, and obviously losing Ronaldo, they want a another someone who's going to get them goals and Cavani as he's shown throughout his career he can get goals basically I mean there's been some inconsistencies to some question marks over him but you know he had, a, he had a bit of a strange World Cup didn't he yeah. he, he didn't look great but then when he, he had his opportunities he was very clinical yeah exactly that exactly that and um, for Paris Saint-Germain for the last couple of years um, particularly in the Champions League people have looked and said like, well actually you know is he what they need if they really want to you know push on and mm. win this trophy but you know he's he's done as well as he can do in wherever he's been and yeah. you know there's a, you put him in the Real Madrid side it's a, a side that would like to attack I imagine even under Leopard Lepetugui him yeah yeah <laughs> the next season um, yeah he's going to get goals for mm. them you know so um, I can't see why it'd be a bad move for either him or Madrid and obviously we talk about him at Paris Saint-Germain him and Neymar have obviously had their 
little back and forth uh, yeah. last season. So I maybe been, been around Neymar for a while. He's a big yeah. Austin. And so you know, if you give him the op- offer and the opportunity to go to Real Madrid and get as far away from Neymar as possible, he probably would take it. Yeah, I'd probably do that as well. Um, I, don't, I just don't like him. But um, <laughs> uh, do you see it working out? I mean, obviously he's. He, he he plays more like Ronaldo does now, you know. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, 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 whereas he's not Ronaldo of a few years ago, is he? Nah, he, he again, he's an out and out goal poacher, and I actually think he's he's one of the best at it. Yeah. You know, he's um, in terms of pure strikers go. He's got he scored my favorite goal in the World Cup. That one just yeah. Suarez crossed it onto his face. Onto his face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd certainly I'd certainly put him in probably the top five centre forwards in world football. Um, he's still got plenty of years left in him. I I don't see how this could be a bad move for. For either him or Real Madrid, as Ibra alluded to, he's um, he has had his problems at PSG. You know, he was the main man there. He's not the main man anymore. And if he went to Real Madrid, given Ronaldo's left, and you know the amount of time Bale spends on the touchline, yeah. um, he, he, prob- he probably would be the main man there. So yeah, I, I think it'd be a good move for all parties. It just seems to make sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then finally, we're just going to discuss a man who used to play for Real Madrid. Uh, another man who Arsenal used to be linked with all the time. So I sorry, I keep bringing these up. <laughs> is uh, Gonzalo Higuain, who um, is believed to be a target for Chelsea now, because as we've mentioned a couple of times, Ronaldo's gone to Juventus, and the talk there is now Juventus are a little bit overstocked in the forward department. Higuain is probably of an age where he could perhaps get his last big move, if you like, and Chelsea are, are in the running. Does yeah. that work out? Um, it's always strange with Chelsea and strikers, isn't it? Because it's, it's um, weird, isn't it? It's really bizarre. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, they always seem to get these big names, but they almost almost never perform. I mean, with the exception of someone like Didier Drogba, you look yeah. at all the strikers they've had down the years, and they've, my day, while they may have contributed, they've obviously contributed, but no one has really really no. t- taken it it's like everyone's really got their favourite yeah. sort of failed Chelsea striker yeah Mutu was a good one Ashram Mutu Shevchenko yeah. Shevchenko yeah. Yeah. someone like Crespo who had a decent goal yeah. record there but he just didn't settle I mean, Torres you know, Torres Morassi Morassi Falcao Falcao, Falcao. Yeah. It's, it's just bizarre this, uh, this Chelsea striker situation yeah. so um, yeah will it, did, will it work out it's probably more of the same to be honest you know especially with someone like Higuain who again um he scores goals, but there's an inconsistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question. If I had a choice, I'd take Cavani over him. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, definitely. Mm. I've, I've never been fully convinced by no. Wayne. Yeah. He, he's, he's one of these players goes in fits and starts, isn't he? You know, one week he will look like a world beater and he'll score a hat trick without trying. He has, and the, then the next he'll go missing. He has that. Um, it's unfortunate for him because he probably has he has performed in big games but yeah. he has that sort of that big game bottle of tag where you kind of think if you're relying on him in this particular match you probably shouldn't mm. I mean there's a chance he could deliver but there's no guarantee I mean, that I think he's actually had he delivered then Messi might have to have a whole different sort of trophy cabinet well, this is thing, yeah. 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 yeah that being said if Morata does leave they, they certainly need a striker, and yeah, he yeah. has he has seen he, uh, he has shown that he can score goals. So, yeah. you know, there, there would be worse options out there, but mm. it wouldn't be <clears throat> a big surprise to see him go the same way as all those players we just mentioned. Because <laughs> there are a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, right, that'll do us for today. Um, we've had a good chat there, I think, and we will be back on Monday with more transfer spying. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get the bank to find glasses out, and we'll see what we can find out. But uh, for now, thanks, James. Thanks, Zebra, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. This is Acast Recommends. 
Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.